Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Stuckey advances, left side hash mark. Toes on the arc, now down to the baseline. Fires at cross court. George Hill is open and splashes home a three from the right corner. Ellis right side, George Hill to the wing, sends it down low. Mahinmi dribbles once. Paul George left corner. Trying to get away from Carroll. Goes baseline, runs into a double team. Cross court pass to Hill. He drives in and acrobatically flips it off the glass for two. He was almost perpendicular to the floor as he let that one go, and it's 63-48. to 48. It is locked on Jazz for the 23rd of June. It's draft day, but it's George Hill Day. We'll break down the trade, what the Jazz gave up, why they made this move, how important it is to the franchise, what's next, can they get back in the first round, and all the other news of the day, plus what's going on in the draft. It's all coming up. On today's edition of Locked on Jazz. I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Thank you very much for tuning in to Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. By the way, the Locked on Bulls podcast has big essence breakdown of the Derrick Rose deal. I would strongly suggest... Uh, jumping aboard that, catching it, and uh, seeing what they're saying. Today's edition of Locked on Jazz is brought to you by the University of Utah MBA online program. Get your online MBA at the University of Utah MBA online program and get the same degree that they are getting with the full uh, program as the on-campus students. You get to get the full program online. That's really the coolest part about it. UtahMBAOnline.com. That's UtahMBAOnline.com. And today's show is also brought to you by Devin Cash Equity Real Estate. Devin Cash is going to give you a chance to win two jazz season, not win, just get two jazz season tickets. I'll tell you more about that from Devin Cash Equity Real Estate. All right, it's a big show today. Uh, Let me just address one thing before we get too deep into it. I don't like addressing uh, false rumors, but it felt as though the the hoop critic guy who said that Hayward uh, was unhappy and wanted to be traded got more traction than it should. Uh, The first thing I'm going to comment on is that I really find myself incredibly uh, underwhelmed by media today in that if somebody reports something, then everybody else just repeats it with no responsibility at all to whether or not the initial report was accurate. So I'm getting tweets from people saying that Sirius XM uh, NBA show is talking about this and that. that that's bullcrap, frankly. Uh, you've you've got to be better than that. You can't just take anyone's comment out there uh, and do that. Now... The second part is to the report, the report on Gordon. It's, it's fundamentally not true. I've talked to Gordon. I've talked to our organization. I've talked to Gordon's agent. 
or indirectly to Gordon's agent, and it's not true. Okay, Gordon, yeah, I didn't request anything. Somebody else, yeah, it's BS, 100% false, okay? So it's just not true. So just mark down that guy, that reporter, and realize what he said on that is fundamentally not true. Frankly, it's damaging to our organization. And next time you read something he has, question it and see if it comes out to be true and keep track, okay? Just keep track. There's some big town reporters who've been wrong with everything they've ever reported about us too. And you should keep track. That's the only way to do it in this day and age. So I just want to get that out before we moved on to anything else. Uh, that that's just was fundamentally a lie. There's no other, you know, I'm sure he doesn't think he's lying. Uh, and I'm sure he got screwed by somebody and someone told him that for whatever reason. And he then didn't decide to confirm it with anyone. I mean, there's irresponsibility on his part. There's no question. Because what he reported is not true. Somebody played him. Okay. All right. Uh, let's get to the pins across the world. Jonathan Leach, place a pin in Big D. I've been living in Dallas, Texas for seven months and look forward to seeing the Jazz on the ninth. He sent this in February. I will be building, uh, I'll be in the building hoping we continue the win streak against the Mavericks. I've been a loyal listener to the podcast since day one and the Jazz fans much longer. I'm ashamed to admit I misguided teenager in the late nineties. I rooted for Michael Jordan and the Bulls. However, I saw the error in my ways and soon fell Head over heels for the Jazz. It's been a blast watching this team grow the past years. I look forward to the playoff push. Keep up the excellent work, David. Your dedication to keeping us well-informed means a great deal. Thank you to Jonathan Leach in Dallas, Texas, and hopefully Jonathan's tuned in today because this is why the Locked On Podcast Network is going to be so special because this is the only way you get the news about your teams on big days like today. So let's get to the tip-off story of the day. The Utah Jazz have acquired George Hill from Indiana, according to reports. It's not been confirmed by the Jazz yet. Might be for some salary cap purposes, but it seems to be pretty universal. Remarkable deal by the Jazz. Uh, they paid a price, uh, but if you've been listening to this podcast, you you know I'm jumping up and down with excitement. I try to be semi-professional. I don't want to scream and yell. I do that stupid drum roll. It seems to be enough, but this was a huge pickup for the Jazz. Uh, this is a win-now move. Bottom line, this is a win-now move. From a big picture for the Jazz organization, and this is where Dennis is so terrific, is that Dennis is able to keep every move inside of the big picture. Dennis is able to keep... Uh, every process going on inside the big picture. And the big picture of the Utah Jazz was that this offseason, no matter what they did, whether it was free agency, draft, however they were going to do it, they had to find a way to acquire a point guard to give Dante Exum a soft landing back so that Dante could come, if he came back, he was fine, but if he was slow at all or if was going to burden or if he wasn't ready to lead them to win, which really is maybe the most important thing. He's in his first, going to play for the, only the second time in four years, his second-year point guard. If he just wasn't ready to lead them to win, that there was another choice. And as much as I like Shelvin Mack and I like Howell Neto and I think Trey Burke's going to be good in his next stop, this was not an answer. None of those were the answer to what we're talking about. There's, the Jazz had to find a veteran Bonafide starting point guard who, key here, could play alongside Dante Exum. 
You've heard me say this a lot. A lot of you are just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, there are two of them. They, they're George Hill and Drew Holiday. They're the only two that are out there. Shelvin Mack actually is like the third one. A big point guard that was available. And the key is, if Dante comes back and is ready and rolling, can play with Dante. You don't want to stall the development of Dante Exum. And this doesn't do that, but it gives you security, gives him a soft landing, and gives you depth. There's only two of them, and they got him. And George Hill is terrific. George Hill is 6'3 point guard out of Indiana. He's not a true point guard. He's probably more of a 1-2 combo, and that is just fine for us, frankly. It really, It's really just fine. He's got an, a tremendous wingspan, which has made him one of the best on-ball defenders in the league. He's an above-average, probably top 10 point guard defender in the league. He's an overall he's a top 15 point guard in the league. He's 30 years old. He's a career 38% three-point shooter. Two years ago, he played predominantly in the half court with the ball in his hands, pick and roll, primary offensive source with Paul George out. He averaged 16 points, four rebounds, five assists a game. He held uh, Indiana together when he came back from his injury that year. He had a very good year. Last year, his usage rate went way down, played 34 minutes a night. Monte Ellis was out there. They took the ball out of his hands. He played with Rodney Stuck. He played with a bunch of guys that are allergic to passing. He still shot 41% from three. He is a great open shooter. He's one of the best top 10% open shooters in the league. Two years ago, he was one of the top 15% three uh, pick and roll guys in the league. I'm not telling you he's an all-star or I'm not trying to build that up, but this guy is a bona fide, solid, legitimate, effective point guard who frankly is probably a little bit better than everyone realizes. He was 91 percentile in half-court efficiency, 88 percentile in pick-and-roll two years ago when he had the ball in his hands. This last year, when he did have the ball in his hands, he was one of the best pure open shooters in the league. Okay, He just does a lot of everything well. He complements the Jazz fabulously. He can play with Rodney and Gordon. He can play with Dante and Rodney. He can play with Dante and Gordon. He can play with Alec and Rodney and Gordon. He can play, which is huge, because now you just suddenly have enough wings that you can now slide Gordon Hayward to play some minutes as a four and to play small. Last year, whenever we did that, you ended up having to play Joe Ingles in that spot. That wasn't effective. The interesting thing here is the cost on this was real. But it didn't cost you Alec Burks. Alec Burks now becomes your fifth wing. Putting all the guards and wings together, Alec Burks kind of becomes your fourth, fifth wing. And now that's that's a pretty appealing spot for Alec. He's not His contract is pretty reasonable. And unless you really have a major piece that you're going to get in exchange for Alec Burks that changes the landscape of who you are, you You don't need to move him. I thought it was going to cost you Alec Burks at some point, but we still aren't sure. If you're trading Alec right now, you'd be trading him at an all-time low value. And this gives us an opportunity to find out what he can do, how he fits in, and really might be incredibly effective for the Jazz. The Jazz needed to add, if you went prioritizing, 
the Jazz needed to add a few things. They, so the priority number one on the season was they had to find a point guard to give Dante the soft land that could play with Dante. Priority two is they had to add depth. This team had to get deeper, and one of the things we've talked about in this program is whether or not they could add top-down depth rather than bottom-up depth. In other words, you bring somebody in from the top, and then your starter slides down, And the th- which I was saying you prefer. And the third thing you had to add was some veteran experience and leadership. Check, check, check. And for that, you give up the 12th pick. The cost is real. I don't think that this draft is loaded, as you, many of you know, if you've listened to this Locked On Jazz podcast and subscribed, and I appreciate you for doing that, that I, there's no one in this draft that I truly love. So there's not a guy where I just broke my heart that we didn't get him. Uh, but the cost is real. It's a fixed cost. 12th pick has value. And you've got to give up something to get something. What does it mean for the roster? How does the roster move? We'll touch on those things in a second. But first, let me tell you about Devin Cash and Equity Real Estate. Devin Cash is the realtor that you want to use if you're going to get into this very positive market right now. If you're a first-time home buyer, this can be a little bit of a crazy, what do you do, how do I do it? Well, that's what Devin thrives on. He says he approaches real estate as the heart of a teacher he wants to talk to you about it, make you understand it. We, you won't deal with secretaries, receptionists, coordinate, you, and you'll never feel rushed. First-time home buyers, when Devin talks about his job, this is what he really cherishes and enjoys doing more than any other is the first-time home buyer uh, to take them through the start to finish. Obviously, Devin's well-experienced, and if you're not a first-time home buyer, he's going to help you out uh, and understand what's going on. Uh, Charity and Ryan were two clients. They said, we're so happy with Devin as our realtor, both in purchasing our new home and selling our old. Devin's knowledge and experience help reduce the worry in a sometimes stressful situation. His tireless hard work and kindness in every interaction made us feel supported every step of the way. So Devin Cash of Equity Real Estate. The market's good right now. My suggestion, if you're selling out with Devin, have him do a free market analysis to help you understand your home's value right now so then you really know where you're coming from. I talked about that on yesterday's podcast. If you're getting into the market for the first time, have Devin walk through the process with you. And if you use Devin to buy or sell your home, Devin will give you two free jazz season tickets. How about that? Certain restrictions do apply. Call Devin Cash right now at 801-759-1495 or write down this number, 801-759-1495 to reach Devin Cash. Housekeep, uh, 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 the house cleaners are coming in right now. Uh, I'm busy right now. If you can wait a while or we can pass today. Thank you. Um, sorry about that, everybody. Uh, now let's get back to what this means for the Jazz roster as we're moving uh, forward. You have now five guards' wings uh, in Hill, Axum, Hayward, Hood, and Alec Burks, who all can play with the ball in their hands, all can create off the pick and roll, all can pass, all can move, all are long, all can defend. It's terrific. Ingles is the per, you, you're lacking. What you're lacking is you're lacking a third wing, uh, another big wing. Well, Joe Ingles really is that. Joe Ingles is a terrific sixth wing <coughs> or fourth guard. The problem is too often Joe's been our second starting or our third. But Joe Ingles, good knockdown shooter, big body, Hood or Hayward or Burks gets hurt and you need a big, you need to fill in that spot. It's great. So that's, a, that's the rightful spot for Joe Ingles. No 
offense hopefully taken. Joe's been very, very good. But, I mean, if you're going to be – if Joe Ingles is going to be on your team and you're going to be good, I mean, really good, Joe Ingles is your fourth wing, sixth guard type play. If you're going to be really good, Shelvin Mack or Howell Neto is your third point guard. That, that, that's where you stand. Now, one of them is probably in trouble here. We, I don't think we're going the year with four guards. Point guards again. Your bigs are Derek Favors, Rudy Gobert, Trey Lyles. I think you need a shooting center. Jeff Withy's under contract, who's a per- great third center. And then you probably have a sixth spot on your roster. Whether it's a wing or a point guard. Um, and that's actually, you know, if you have six wings and uh, six bigs and three point guards, that gets you to 15. And there's a draft pick that probably makes this team. Chris Johnson uh, is not is on the roster, non-guaranteed. Uh, Tibor Place is guaranteed money. So we'll see how that plays. Maybe Tibor Place becomes one of those. Maybe you can't fit it. But that's that's your roster right now. I unless there's, I don't see the need for a a you know where we are. If there's a significant player that's out there, you can go do it. Uh, but I, I don't see a tremendous aspect. Well, what do you do with all the cap money? Well, the two things we've talked about here is one is you don't actually have that much cap money for the long run. I thought we were going to have to do something like with an Eric Gordon where you paid him a buttload of money and he actually became your backup to Exum in case the point guard situation fell apart. And that was not a great scenario. But the Jazz have solved such a huge gap gaping hole. You probably like a veteran, but you don't. Again, unless you move Alec, you, you don't. You're getting. You're adding a sixth wing. You're getting. Someone's got to be better than Joe Ingles. And Joe's solid. Don't underestimate. Don't get lost by Joe Ingles. You know, all the other aspects of Joe. First of all, locker room wise, he's terrific. Relationship with Gordon and Dante is important. But you're not even a six foot eight, two hundred twenty six pound small forward who in two years of the league has banged down thirty seven percent of his three point shots. It's pretty good. Solid. Plays the game right, moves the ball well, good passer. Like I wouldn't underestimate like you know, Joe Ingles, Omri Caspi are pretty much similar players. I've heard Toledovich. Go look at tell me that tell me Toledovich is that much better than Joe Ingles. He scores more, shoots more. I, I'm not sure. I, I really like Joe Ingles as the fourth wing, uh, big wing, and the need of a big wing. I think that's pretty well set. If you got someone, if you can exchange someone who's better for, you know, if you're moving an Alec or someone, then maybe, then maybe. Uh, I think the big move now is that both George Hill and Derek Favors are up for extensions. I don't want to bore you entirely the way this works, but the but the concept here is if the Jazz have uh, cap money, which which they do, uh, this upcoming year, and I, I'd have to plug in George Hill. I haven't plugged in. I haven't done it yet. I haven't plugged in George Hill's uh, $8 million for the upcoming year to see what it does to our cap situation. But the the idea, and I, I can do it probably while we're sitting here talking together, of um, so if you look at the Jazz situation cap wise, um, by the way, I, I think you know I didn't include Trevor Booker's uh, name anywhere in there. Um, I, I think 
it does seem a bit unlikely uh, that that he would return at this point. Um, as much as unless his dollar figure is really quite low, I, I think there needs to be a shooter, and Trey Lyles is probably um, somewhat ready for that position. And I think you have to probably play that. I, I love Trevor, and that's a, that's a disappointing uh, scenario. So, so if you look at the Jazz right now, um, if the cap number I, I think is now being talked about is ninety four million, is the latest number. Uh, the Jazz, according to my salary number, are actually as high as seventy eight million already for this next year. Now I must have somebody in there that maybe uh, Gordon at sixteen. Oh, I know what I I have Derek. Uh, I I need to fix Derek so because I actually have on my scenario Derek um, already extended. So let me redo that. Uh, and let me look and see uh, if I have. So Trey Burke is at $3 million. I think the Jazz would obviously like to trade that. Shelvin Max at 2.4. Trey Burke becomes your third point guard if you have to, and probably, um, you know, it's probably not ideal, but you don't want to just eat $3 million. So you'd probably like to. Mac is at 2.4, which I, I don't know if the Jazz have to have um, in this upcoming year. Um, and Jeff Withy's a million. It seems like that would be probably worth keeping. So let's just assume someone in there is not going to be on the roster. Um, and there might be an argument that you might. Howell Neto, by the way, here's a thought. Would you rather have Howell Neto at 900000 and sign for the next three years or Shelvin Mack at $2.4? Um, I think you might go that. So right now the Jazz have six. And this is a rough estimate. The Jazz have $67 million of salary. They have $26 million of cap room. They can take that cap room and they can give Derek favors up to his max number this year, which I think would be 20, $22 million. They can take, And then the next year, they actually can decrease that salary by up to 40%. So if you were to do that, and you were to give Derek somewhere in like I think it's twenty, twenty one, twenty two million, and then decrease it down eight million, give him fourteen the next year. Then you can start giving me his raises again. So you might not take him all the way down to fourteen, but the way it works is the Jazz can use cap room in the sixteen seventeen season, tear up his twelve million dollar contract this year, give him an extra ten or twelve million dollars. Then start to decrease it and then walk it back up for 17, 18, 18, 19, and 19, 20 and have Derek at a fixed cost. So Derek has two years and $24 million left on his deal. And what you're doing is you're tearing those up. And so if you were to give Derek, say, an extra $10 million this year and an extra $4 million next year, you're giving him an extra $14 million and then he walks up for the next two. And so over the He's got to decide it's worth it to him to get that extra money up front. You can do something similar with George Hill. George Hill, you can use part of that cap money. So, you know, if you have the twenty and $26 million of room, you can use up to Derek's max, uh, which, I, as I said, I think is around um, – I, I think is – that and I'm going to find it. Bas- Eric Pincus of, of Basketball Insider did a nice piece on this uh, earlier this year, and so uh, there is a reference point here. So for Derek specifically, working off Eric's deal, uh, he can his maximum salary uh, projects to be twenty one point six. So the Jazz go give him an extra. Um, he's eleven point one this season. So the Jazz give him an extra ten million of their cap space. Then they can reduce it down 40% down to as low as 12.9, but you might not reduce it down to 12.9. You're negotiating. You might reduce it down, which is more than 
you know, 12.9 would be a million more than he would get. So in the next two years, he would get 11 million. Maybe you make it, he gets 14 million more. And then he works off a fixed number the next two years, and it's worth him to do that. You can do the same thing with your cap money with George Hill, where you give him a bump this year. And remember, the Jazz need to get to the apron, or else they're giving that money up anyway. Uh, so you can do that with George Hill. You extend that con you work on a contract extension with him sign him uh and make it so that then he has uh and then he's signed for two or three more years and you have that set so that's that's a really interesting way that that's the next step uh for the utah jazz let me tell you about the utah nba online program they've done wonderful things for people you know your life is busy you have a family and you're traveling for work and you want to make a career change you want to just take the next step i know you do how do you do it though well this is what the utah nba online program is built for it allows you to earn a world-class nba anywhere anytime and the program is specifically designed for working professionals seeking an innovative online program with flexibility. So you know how good the University of Utah is. The, top, the online MBA program is top 10 in the West. You get the same MBA degree and diploma as the on-campus MBA students. So what's the drawback? Well, okay, you're not in the classroom, you're not in the same environment. So they've addressed that. The highly selective program allows for networking opportunities with classmates through on-campus three-day residencies and group projects. Yeah, but I'm not dealing with the professors, but you are. Personalized coaching through the Career Advancement Center, tailored uh, to wherever you are in your career, and the coaches can work with you remotely or on campus. And all the courses are optimized for online delivery using studio-recorded lectures, weekly deliverables, and time to talk with professors each week during live webinars. So they've answered the questions. It's the best answer for where you are in your time right now. Go visit utahmbaonline.com or call 801-587-8870. That's 801-587-8870. Three, times, uh, three terms start, February, May, and August. They're accepting applications for the fall of 2016. utahmbaonline.com or 801-587-8870. Now the question is, am I in New York City for nothing? Uh, am I in New York City? Well, I think there's a chance the Jazz can work back in the draft. Uh, I know that the Jazz have a player uh, that they're interested in acquiring, from what I understand. Um, we will uh, see whether or not they get him. I will not say who it is. I, um, so I apologize, but that's, you know, I, I try to know what we're going to do and understand where we're coming from. So there is a player that we are – we are interested in, there's probably a few, and uh, we could possibly get back in to the bottom half of the draft. There's a rumored deal out there uh, that Charlotte is talking about someone trying to take Spencer Haas's contract. It's interesting. Jumps to me a little bit. If you're, uh, you know, if it's Spencer Haas and the first-round pick for Shelvin Mack or something of that sort because the Jazz um, and and – you're taking Spencer Haas' contract as an option for the next one. He is a shooting five. He's a little bizarre at times. He's a good conservative Republican that would get along well in Utah. I'm sure he doesn't think much of the Democratic sit-in right now, so he'd do well in Utah. Um, he would take another – you have $26 million of cap space. He would take $6 million of it, probably solidify what your roster is for the upcoming season, and still allow you to do the favors in George Hill extensions. That sounds pretty appealing. Jeff Withy could still be your next five, your big five. 
I actually think it works a little bit. He, Hawes can pass. He's loose. He's terrible defensively. He's been awful the last few years. Let's not kid ourselves about him. But he's got, I mean, this is a talented kid who's a former top 10 pick who can shoot the, is known as being able to shoot the basketball. Sometimes I think you have to be careful with some of these guys in the sense that you, because they don't do other things, you decide they can shoot. But he is a career 35% three-point shooter who uh, is 27, 28 years old. You know, no, I, I like Spencer. I actually know him. As, uh, he actually lived right above me in Seattle. Uh, I'm not trying to criticize him. They're, he's not perfect. He's been on five teams in the last um, few seasons. He has not developed particularly during his career. But, I mean, if you go look at certain years of his career, he's thrown up 150, 203 pointers and, and hit an awful lot of them. Uh, he had a bad year for the Clippers. And last year for Charlotte, he was a bit better. He didn't play nearly as much. He shot a uh, hundred three pointers at thirty seven percent. He is a he's a he's a bona fide thirty five percent three point shooter. He's been poor defensively. Um, you know, I haven't looked at his pack um, to know whether or not he's an above average pack player. That would actually probably change my. Uh, feeling a little bit if he was an above-average pack player. I kind of doubt he is. Uh, but he's, you know what, I'm talking about shooting big, and here's a thought on why he's a negative .4, which is not great. In the year before in the Clippers, he was worse. Um, here's why I would can really consider this if I was the Jazz. It would keep us out of the free agent market. And I think the free agent market is going to be completely insane. And staying out of the free agent market really might be smart. What Detroit has done where they went and acquired all their players and tried to get most of their players prior to the free agent market and to stay out of the free agent market, I, I and we'll see if they do stay out, I think was really, really smart. Um, I, I don't... I know that... I, I, if I'm the Utah Jazz, I want to stay out of this. You're going to have to overpay players. You're going to have to... We don't actually have so many roster spots. Someone's going to really want to come... My best free agent big man center um, that I think the Jazz can go try to go get is John Lohr. I've heard John Lohr is going to get offers on July 1st. Is John Lohr better than Spencer Haas? He's taken a career 203 pointers at 38%, but he's also been all over the map and hasn't played you know nearly the minutes, has nearly experiences, wasn't nearly as highly regarded, probably isn't as good a passer. So... I think he's. I think John. Here's my reference point and my point. I think John Lure is going to make more than six million dollars a year next year, in the open market, and Spencer Haas is making six million. So I think I go get him. I think I, if if Charlotte's really if the deal with Charlotte is that you can go get their first round pick and Haas, and you're giving them, I would guess Shelvin Mack, so that they can then release Shelvin Mack and get under the cap. Not Trey Burke, but Shelvin Mack. Uh, then, I think I, I think if I'm the Jazz, I got to do that. I think that deals. I think that deal fits where we are as a franchise. And then, interestingly enough, I think we're largely done, other than trades. And I like trades better than free agency. Trades mean you're choosing the guy you want. Free agency, you're only selecting those that are available. Trades, you're dealing with someone with a fixed cost. Free agency, you're in a bidding war where we usually have to overpay. So I I don't love the idea 
of getting into this free agent market. I like the idea of using our money to extend Hill and to extend favors. And I want a shooting five. And if you were to do if you were to do this deal, I'm not sure it's really available. Woj tweeted out that it's a possibility. You would have your six wings, your your third point your six wings and a third point guard uh for seven. You would have You'd have your, uh, you'd have Hayward, Hood, Burks, Ingles four, point guards seven, Favors, Gobert eight nine, Lyles ten, Haas twelve, Withy thirteen, fourteen's your draft pick, and fifteen's whoever makes the roster. Probably some sort of another big. Okay, I don't think I forgot anybody there. Um, that's a pretty good roster. All right, elsewhere in the NBA, I was I am here at the draft talking to players, uh, draft breakdown, all of that. Um, the players, Dragon uh, Bender was crazy impressive. Jamal Murray was crazy impressive talking to the two of them. Uh, Denzel Valentine's converse, comments about his knees were were eye opening a little bit. Uh, Sabonis talking about his father was interesting. I, I was overwhelmingly impressed with these guys. The draft still seems, if you're going to watch the draft tonight, still seems to be holding that the primary eight players are the primary eight players. Um, I do think if Denver can get Bender at seven, it doesn't match their roster at all. But I think it's a steal. I don't know if Jalen Brown's really going to might not slip Sacramento. Uh, I'm getting a vibe might be lukewarm on him, and there was some feeling that Murray could slip yesterday. And then I think one of the bigs could really slide. Pirtle, Davis, Sabonis, Ellison are the four bigs, and if one of them doesn't go by 12, then I think you begin to see some sort of slide taking place uh, and Scalabossier at five. Like, if if one of them doesn't go, I think there's a real chance that he ends up. They end up uh, sliding past twenty. Uh, I'm hearing that there could be some really strange, surprising picks um, that would that would stun some people. Thon Maker is not high on people's boards. You know what? I saw him yesterday. He walked by me in the lobby yesterday. I saw on the eye test. He's so skinny. Uh, keep an eye on Zizic and where he ends up. He's actually a pretty nice player. He's supposedly going down as low as 28 to Phoenix. He's only 19 years old. It's a little bit surprising. Um, so keep an eye on that. Um, stash guys that would be possible for us with any of our second-round draft picks. Uh, Yabusali, I think is how you pronounce it. I don't really know. You know, I'm terrible at that kind of stuff. Uh, until I have to be, and then I'm still probably terrible uh, at some of them. Uh, there's another French kid, uh, Corneli, that's a possibility. Um, but I think both of those are going to be long gone before the Jazz um, draft. Uh, and it's interesting to see um, some. there's some players that are really uh, sliding uh, along the draft. Chad Ford has the Jazz taking... Uh, Brogdon, uh, out of the ACC Player of the Year, 
uh, with the 42nd pick in his mock draft. He's an interesting place. Only 6'3", he's the ACC Defensive Player of the Year and Player of the Year. And he has the long, he's 6'10", uh, with his wingspan. He played with the ball in his hands his senior year. He's 22, he's probably really good. It's an interesting pick. He might be the Norman Powell of the second round. Um, He's not a particularly good athlete, uh, but he has a lot of other makeup aspects to him. Uh, Other players being mentioned around uh, Joel Blomboy out of Weber State is at 48, so he would be on the board for the Jazz, possibly then the Jazz two picks in the 50. Uh, Steven Zimmerman is floating down as low as 52 out of UNLV. He might not be. He's got some injuries issues. He's got some funky things with one of his arms. Doesn't work, move quite correctly. Um, but boy, if he's at fifty-two, that gets interesting. That's a McDonald. That's a, a Nike Hoop Summit athlete. So he might end up. You know, you might have to really consider that. And then at the sixtieth pick, um, Marshall Plumley is being mentioned uh, by Chad Ford. I'd be stunned. That has the Jazz taking three second-round picks, all of which would be roster players. We just don't have that many roster spots. I would be surprised. We would have to stash um, some of those picks. All right, uh, Derek. Wow, there's a lot of stuff. Derek Rose trade. Again, I turn to the guys on Locked on Bulls to probably give you the best thought on that, but I think that uh, from a Bulls perspective, actually, I like it from both sides. I think um, I really kind of like both sides on how they look at this, and and here's my my thoughts on it. Um, The first one is, the Bulls had to do. The Bulls couldn't come back with Derrick Rose and Jimmy Butler again. That had to be addressed. Um, second thing uh, is that I think that Derrick Rose being a free agent, it just that relationship was on its last. It just there was nothing good that was happening in that relationship. There, there, there weren't a lot of. If you're looking at it from a Bulls standpoint, there weren't a lot of good scenarios moving forward with Derrick Rose. If he got really good, he's a free agent. Then you got to decide whether you want to do it again. There was the relationship was scarred. There were problems, so they had to move him. There weren't. There wasn't a lot you were going to get for him from the Knicks standpoint. They get him for him a year. They traded Robin Lopez, which they really need to do anyway because I think they're going to be able to sign Dwight Howard or or Joakim Noah, and now they suddenly walk out with Derrick Rose. Uh, they need some sort of shooting guard if Aaron Flaw decides to re-sign. They have Carmelo Anthony, Chris Porzingis, and a bona fide center, which I think they need to be able, a big bona fide center to be able to help out Porzingis. Pro- if if Derrick Rose is, is better than he was last year, he was the third worst player uh, offensively in the league for me last year, most negatively impactful player, then I really think you're talking about a guy, you're talking about a team that might may have made a stride. And frankly, it's not that big a risk when the salary cap is going to where it is. All right, a very, very long edition of Locked on NBA, or excuse me, Locked on Jazz. I appreciate it very much for you tuning in. Thanks to Devin Cash of Equity Real Estate for sponsoring today's edition. Uh, feel free to give Devin a call and let him be a part of your home buying process. I think you'll be very pleased uh, with what you experience with Devin. Call him at 801-759-1495, 801-759-1495. And Utah, University of Utah MBA online program. Such good people over there doing such great things for, for everyone involved at Utah MBA online. UtahMBAOnline.com. If you'd like to advertise in the program, feel free to email me at dlock09 at gmail.com.
gmail.com. That's dlock at 09 at gmail.com. The Jazz pull off the big deal for George Hill, and I, for one, love it. Hope you enjoyed the show today. Thanks for tuning in. It's Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details.